Another episode with science fiction author Tim McDaniel. The first episode started in episode 100. Check it out in the show archive to give it a listen. I'm going to warn you, I hope you brought your funny bone. What type of science fiction do you write? Uh, Mostly comedic science fiction. You publish most frequently in analog? Or no, no. I've, I've sold, I think, four to analog. I think seven and seven or eight to Asimov's, a couple to FNSF. But most of my stories sell to very small markets <laughs> all mm-hmm. over the place. So when you sell a uh, comedic science fiction in the analog, which I, which I wasn't sure is it very common, but are these the exceptions to the rule of hard SF, or do you usually work in at least one? I think they are exceptions. Yeah. I mean, they, they, mine, are, mine are not uh, very hard at all. Hard science fiction is the aesthetic of creating story that is scientifically accurate and where science and logic play a central role. The other aesthetic is soft science fiction where it's more about the style of futuristic language. It focuses on psychology, society, culture, and politics. You know, the soft stuff. I, I sold that one about the butterfly effect, which I thought looked very scientific because it even had footnotes, oh, nice. you know, very yeah. quasi-scientific <laughs> paper-like footnotes, you know, uh, defining the various types of butterflies and what they had done and where and, you know, the, the scientific uh, controversies about which butterfly had caused which storm where. So, you know, that was, that was fun to add in. And that's why I thought I'm kind of slipping through the back door like, hey, look, it looks scientific, doesn't it? Ah. But other than that, I, I, the next story, I don't remember if it was the next one, but they bought a story from me which I thought they would not buy. It was about the real reason why the Egyptian pyramids were built. And I thought, okay, it's a silly little thing, but there's not really any hard science in here. But they took it, so, you know, the editor likes my stuff. So what is your inspiration for uh, writing? Well, <laughs> I have crazy ideas and I want to get them on paper. Nice. <laughs> is this one of those, like, while you're going out your day, you just have these ideas come out? Oh, yeah, they come all the time. I mean, then I write little notes on my computer and when I free up space in my working schedule to add a new story, I just go through my list of uh, mini ideas and grab one and see if it develops. Yeah, I've heard of some people doing that and, and, and sometimes it, it creates an effect where you can combine multiple good ideas or... It's always horrible when you don't have a good idea. You're like halfway through a, whatever it is you're writing and you think, oh, I need another idea, I need mm-hmm. another idea. And it's like, oh, I'm stuck now. Well, uh, that's why I like writing short fiction oh. and sometimes flash fiction. So all you need is that one quick idea, you're finished and you're out. So I'm trying to write novels now and it's harder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot harder. What are, you, are you working on one now? Uh, two of them, yeah. Oh, wow. One of them is my... It's, I had a short story published years and years ago about a space ranger named Lancelot Nova. And I like that idea, the old 1930s, 1940s style space ranger, you know, uh. doing acts of daring do out in the cosmos and blasting uh, terrible aliens and saving beautiful women and, you know. You're bringing back the pulps. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. So I thought, okay, I'll write a story about Lancelot Nova Space Ranger. So, And I really like that character, so I decided... I, th- I thought I should write a novel at some point, but I don't know how to write novels, so I thought, well, I'll take Lancelot Nova and 
tell a bunch of loosely connected short stories and call it a novel. So nice. I'm trying to connect them to now. So wow. Yeah. Okay. And then you said you're working. Are you working on two simultaneously? Uh, well, not simultaneously. I work on one, then I work on the other. I don't, don't have two. I don't have two typewriters, <laughs> two fingers, two, two hands on each. No, the other one is also based on a short story I had about a uh, household consisting of a witch and a demon and a smoke monster and a splotch on the wall and a couple of little crab-like beings. And I really like that story. I like that household. So I thought, okay, I think I'll, I want to develop that more. So now I'm having a stowaway in the house. So this teenage runaway girl is uh, sneaks into the house and then gets caught there. So, oh, all right. Yeah. It's fun. Well, I don't know if you want to discuss any working titles. Uh, well, the, the original short story for the uh, household one was called uh, um, Domestic Arrangements. Okay. So I'm look, my working title for this one is Domestic Bliss cuz this is the one where they kind of solve the problems of the of the household. The witch is not happy. She's constantly torturing her servants and slaves and the the slaves are trying to find a way to placate her or distract her. So in the in this book I want to solve that problem. And the other one uh, I, I call it the Lancelot Nova novel. So Oh, okay. Cool. My, my, actually, my other title is uh, Lancelot Nova and the Nicknameless Ones. Nick? Nick? Nickname, nicknameless Ones. Nicknameless. Oh, Nicknameless. Because every villain in this universe has a, has a the. You know, Morkar the, the Insensitive. Or, you know. Nice. Title so these, villains. They finally run out of uh, evil nicknames, and these are the Nicknameless Ones. They're oh, the, my goodness. They're the ones that they can't even talk about. <laughs> Maybe if they don't have a name, it's harder to find them. Yeah. <laughs> There's been talk about recycling some names from, from villains who have died, but it's not, not going anywhere so far. Okay. Tim, how do people find you? I'm also at a website called CuriousFictions.com. Published authors can put their stories up on that website, and then people have the option to logging into the website, and they can sponsor you if they like. And I now have uh, 41 of my stories up on that website. And what's the name of that site again? It's Curious Fictions. Curious Fictions. So. Fictions, yeah. It's got an S even though it should be a non-count noun. <laughs> well, there you go. You can go find Tim at Curious Fictions. Um, and uh, you can try to cyberstalk him like I did, but there's a lot of uh, other people you'll end up with. Tim McDaniel or McDaniels is a pretty common name. Yes, so go find him on Curious Fictions and uh, go double or triple or quadruple his, uh, what is this called, a sponsor count? Yeah, 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 my sponsor. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Let's, let's go quadruple. Let's, you know, let's it's 41 stories now. I'm putting more up every week because I got all these old stories that I, I'm still putting up there. $2 to sponsor me, that's like, I, I don't know, I had to be a NASA engineer to figure out the math of that, how much it is per story, but <laughs> it's no more than probably $1.50 a story. Uh, yeah. If you work it out, right. how do you get a dollar fifty? I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, I, maybe the time to read it takes him some time. There you go. There That's you go. possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, quite frankly, it could take cost him a lot of money or very little. I don't know. Depends on the speed. <laughs> Check out Tim McDaniel on CuriousFictions.com. You can read what he's got up there for free and you subscribe. So Tim will produce more great works of comedy science fiction. This is the last episode of the Tim McDaniel series. The first episode started on our centennial episode, episode 100. Go to the show archive to find it. You can find the archive by typing in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts 
Archive. 